Reality is that which, when you stop believing in it, doesn't go away. Philip K. Dick. In Acts 16, we read three stories, three different people, three distinct backgrounds, three specific needs. Uh, And all three needed Jesus. This week, we're going to talk about how disbelief needs an experience. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. Brian, how you doing? I am doing well. We got we got some cool listener mail I wanted to share. Absolutely. Let's hear it. All right. It says this. I have started to listen to your podcast before I go to sleep. It provides closure to my day and helps prayer time before bedtime be more intentional. Until I heard the Barnes & Noble stories. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, but I uh, love it. Uh, you and Taylor would be great preschool teachers. Oh. Um, and this is somebody who has a... a has spent her career in education. So anyway, thank you uh, so much, Kathy, for your very kind words. And thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, When you can share these kind of things with your friends, if you can leave a review uh, on whatever podcast app you listen on, Mm -hmm. those really help the show find other people. So we encourage you to do that. Absolutely. You know what what this is, actually? What is this? This is episode 50. 50. We have made it halfway to 100. Is that the bicentennial or is that 200? Bicentennial is 200. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh. Now I, now I don't I, know. I actually think it can be both. It I looked it, it up one is time. Is it like bi-weekly where it can be mm, twice a week yeah. or every two weeks? Yeah. It's just a, we completely butchered that language, so yeah. we really messed mm. it up. Yeah. Um, how are things with you? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is episode two of our series, Disbelieve Needs. And we're going to be looking at the second story in Acts 16, the story of the slave girl. It's kind of a crazy one. You want to read it for us? Yeah, I got it. Here we go. And I'll be reading from the NRSV. Okay. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days. But Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrate, they said, these men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. Oh man, it's a it's a crazy story. Yeah. There's a few places that we could go that we won't spend a lot of time. We could have a whole thing on demon possession yep. and such. But we're not really going to go down that trail for this episode. Not for this episode. No, but maybe just to help us all identify a little bit that while this person certainly was living in a very extreme example mm-hmm. of some type of demonic activity, um, maybe you can identify of at some point in your life being controlled by something other than Jesus. Yeah, like drugs. Money, power. power. Yeah. Yeah, greed. 
uh, unhealthy relationships and we anytime we're in a place like that we need rescued from a force uh beyond ourselves because we can't control ourselves at that point it makes me think of the phrase i think a lot of us have heard it's like careful that you don't end up being owned by the things you own Mm -hmm. that goes for any number of things whether it's material or spiritual yeah and so this uh this girl fortune teller really was being trafficked she was enslaved Absolutely. And there, there's people who are using and abusing her because they can make money yeah. off of her. So she is in a bad spot. Yeah. And oftentimes the people that we may see that we're most revolted by mm. are the people who most need help yeah. because they're in a bad spot. And maybe it's through their own fault and maybe it's not. Uh, or, yeah. And often, and usually it's a combination of all of it because none of us are perfect. Yeah. But she's in a bad spot and uh, desperately needs something. So what is it that she needs? She doesn't need what Lydia needed. No, Lydia just needed an explanation. She was already a worshiper of God, mm-hmm. kind of whatever that really means. Mm-hmm. But for this girl, she doesn't need an explanation. That would not help her at this moment. She needed an example. I messed that up. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> she needed an experience. Yeah, a, a powerful experience, the kind that can only come from God. Only from God. That's not fabricated. That isn't a, uh, an illusion. That isn't a trick of smoke and mirrors. An actual honest-to-God experience. Nope. A, a three-point lecture is not going to help her in nope. that moment. No, she needs this powerful experience so that she can be freed from this demon yep. so that she can be in uh, freed from her enslavers mm-hmm. uh, all of the stuff that's wrapped around all of that uh, she needed a god in his most powerful way to save her in that moment yep. and that's exactly what happens and it's a good example that we all have to be rescued mm-hmm. from something oh yeah whatever it is Material, spiritual, as we said earlier. But Luke uses the same word twice, regardless of the translation that you're doing it. What, what, uh, talk a little bit about that, Brian. Yeah, he uses the word, uh, or the saying, the demon was expelled, that word expelled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later it says, uh, her owner's uh, money scheme was expelled. Yeah. So Luke uses the same word so that we would catch it, that uh, the demon was kicked out and the chance for the slave owners to make money was also kicked out. Both <laughs> both were expelled. And of course, the slave owners are angry about this, and we'll read more about that next week to see what that leads to. Right. Uh, but let's come back to the girl for a moment. Did you catch how quickly it was or how much time elapsed between when she started following Paul and the others and shouting out and being annoying. Yeah. For our Eagle Ear listeners, it was within the hour. Mm -hmm. And it came out that very hour. Hmm. Not immediately. Mm -hmm. Am I missing something? Well, you're making a face. You're doing a thing. Well, well, that wasn't the question. I I, I didn't ask very well. You're you're talking about how long did this last? Yes. Yes. How long did her? uh, Yeah. Yeah, many days. We're following them. Many days. Many days. Yes. Paul has more patience than I would. I appreciate uh, the remarks earlier that we could be preschool students. No, our students, teachers, I could not do that. No, I, I, I don't have the patience for preschoolers. <laughs> but Paul was able to put up with this for 
days. I, I, I have a more cynical view. Really? If Paul saw this girl who's enslaved, mm-hmm. being trafficked, demon-possessed, why did he wait for days? What is going on? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and maybe it's not even cynical, but maybe it's just, again, let's not put Paul on a pedestal, maybe. Because I'm thinking, like, dude. Gotcha. You could fr- you could have freed her on day one, and you did not free her out of compassion, out of justice, mm. uh, out of some sense of evangelism. You just got tired of it. You got annoyed. Yeah. That was, like... Okay, let me. Uh, Paul's going through his notes. Let me teach my class on evangelism uh, and how to save someone. When you get annoyed with them, <laughs> lead yeah. them to Jesus so they won't annoy you anymore. No, and I, I, I think but, I think you bring up a really good point. The Bible's frighteningly honest about people, yeah. and Paul isn't perfect. No, no, no. And and obviously, I love Paul. We have so much to learn from oh, him. Absolutely. We're doing this whole. This is not a weird deconstructing the faith no, 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 and no, no, destroying no. your view of people. No, no it's no. just to say. Huh. Also, don't think too highly because. In, in my mind, reading the story, and we don't know all the details of how it was playing out, and maybe right. he knew the trouble they would get into if he did this, but uh, don't don't put him so high on a pedestal. And sometimes that's encouraging to us because sometimes we put ourselves so low, we think, well, I can't be part of something like that. Right. God could not use me. Well, you might even have better motivations than Paul had in this moment of his, yep. uh, where other times he had great motivations. It seems like I question that a little bit right here. Yeah. So uh, regardless, God can use you in powerful ways. Right. Will they be so dramatic that people write books and make movies about them? Who cares? Right. Uh, allow God to use you as he wants to, to help bring freedom to people, because that's what Jesus does. He brings freedom. And it's not only freedom from the demonic possession, but from also her enslavers. Yeah. By healing her, Paul jeopardizes their money-making scheme. Yeah. They're greedy. This is, these are evil businessmen. Um, and the gospel, this experience of the true living God, to mm-hmm. use the biblical phrase, it wrecks evil Yeah. in the best way possible. So we sit here and we go, that's great. But then here's how the evil men respond. Yeah. It, it's a little heart rate wrenching, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, think thinking about the woman, and just if if you had a um, a gauge that went from zero to one hundred to measure her hope, it goes from zero to one hundred right there. Right there. Yeah, maybe maybe not. Maybe it doesn't get up to a hundred because maybe she's still thinking about some other things. But yeah. it certainly is at zero in that moment. I yeah. mean, zero hope for this for yeah. this young lady. And all of a sudden, the possibilities are limitless. Yeah. The eternal possibilities are limitless. We don't know the rest of our story. We but, don't. But we, we, we know don't find out any more about her, which is no. very I mean, its very common within Scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An encounter happens, and then they move on. But this is one of those things, like, I can't wait to find out more about in heaven. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But suddenly, there, there's the possibility of salvation for her. Uh, there's even the possibility of salvation for the slave owners to maybe weeks or months or years later to have a reckoning where they realize what happened that day. Yeah. And so the possibilities are limitless because of God's uh, great power and love. Yeah. So Lydia needed an explanation. Mm-hmm. The slave girl needed an experience. Yeah. And maybe that's all your friends need. Yep. And so if you have some friends and you're thinking, man, they are in so deep, they are in so much trouble, 
or they are in such addiction, then begin praying that they would have an experience from God uh, that only God can give and they would recognize that it's from God. It makes me think of uh, my uh, one of my youth pastors. His name was Matt Scholl. Uh, now he's a very well-respected minister within the Pentecostal charismatic groups. And um, his story goes that he was uh, reading his Bible and all of a sudden it made sense to him. He was by himself alone mm. and he was like, I could tangibly feel something. Mm. And he doesn't, he doesn't over hyper-spiritualize it. Mm -hmm. uh, he just says, there was a presence in the room that confirmed what I was reading. It convicted me of my sin and I'm crying on the floor, snot, you know, mm -hmm. rising and everything. And it was in that moment when I knew my need of a savior wow. and uh, the, the depth of my sin. That's kind of the experience. It's, it's, it's not an explanation. It's an encounter. It's this for some people, an unexplainable experience. I know that there have been theologians who have tried for centuries to explain in good verbiage and detailed um, words what this encounter is. And to be honest, it kind of varies from person to person. Now, that doesn't mean we're saying, here's a different gospel. Lydia and the slave girl are encountering and being explained the same gospel. It's just meeting a different need for where they are at that time. So maybe your friend needs a by themselves at home experience. Yep. Or maybe they need to be invited to a youth group service or maybe a church service or maybe a community activity or a small group. And that's where the experience is gonna take place. We don't really get to dictate how people yeah. respond to the gospel, but we should pray that they do encounter God yep. somehow, some way. And we don't wanna try to concoct some something that's contrived and fake uh, we, we don't want to do that but we do get to partner with God yeah in the ex in, in his work in people's lives and the experience that he gives them and the ex explanation that he gives we get to be a partner with him in his work and that's a beautiful thing we're not needed by God nope but we're invited by yeah him. it's pretty cool that's so cool so episode one disbelief needs an explanation hmm? Episode two, Disbelief Needs an Experience. So what's going to be episode three? Disbelief Needs an Example. And that'll be coming out next week, and we hope you join us then. We'll see you then. Blessings. I'm, blessings. I'm Taylor. I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. Mm -hmm.